Imagine you're on an exploration boat in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean in the 14th century. You have scurvy from lack of vitamins, which was not uncommon during this time. You aren't sure where you're going or where you'll end up. All you know is that your captain's name is Columbus. Christopher Columbus. During the 14th century, being a sailor was a tough way to live. They made less than $10 a month in today's money. And crews worked around the clock to keep the boat afloat. Sailors consumed about 3,000 calories a day. When meat provisions ran low, they ate flour mixed with fat. They also ate hardtack, which was usually infested with bugs. And they, u- and they drank water that was usually had salt in it. This usually led to scurvy, rotted teeth and gums, and open sores, and even mental breakdowns. A man named James Cook invented sauerkraut and dried vegetable soup, which prevented scurvy. Any disobedience aboard a boat could lead to flogging, beatings, or sailors could even be put to death. Many people believed that they'd sail off the face of the earth. Wait, that's not true. Any educated person in Western civilization from 3rd century BC onward believed that the earth was not flat and actually round. Columbus, though, believed that the circumference of the earth was a lot smaller than it actually was. Columbus planned to sail the opposite way around the earth to reach India. Columbus didn't account for the fact that there was a huge chunk of land in his way that we know as the Americas. Columbus was born in Genoa, Italy in 1451. He was still a teenager when he got a job on a merchant's ship. He stayed at sea until 1476 when pirates attacked his ship as it sailed north along the Portuguese coast. Columbus floated on to shore on a scrap of wood, and he made his way to Lisbon, where he studied mathematics, astronomy, cartography, and navigation. From there, he came up with an idea that would change the world forever. Columbus floated on to shore on a scrap of wood, and he made his way to Lisbon, where he studied mathematics, astronomy, cartography, and navigation. From there... He came up with an idea that would change the world forever. Columbus offered his ideas to people in Portugal and England. But in 1492, he finally convinced Ferdinand and Isabella to finance his voyage. Ferdinand, Isabella, and Columbus all wanted fame and riches. They believed that in America, they would find gold. Except, in reality, they found very little gold. The deal was, was that Columbus could keep 10% of the riches that he found. Ferdinand, Isabella, and Columbus were enthusiastic about the opportunity to expand Catholicism into India. On August 3rd, 1492, Columbus and his crew set sail from Spain and three of the most famous ships in history, the Nina, the Pinta, and the Santa Maria. There is a myth about Columbus's journey, saying that there was almost a mutiny due to the fact 
that the sailors believed that they were going to fall off the face of the earth. This is false, however, and created by Washington Irvin in 1828 in The Life and Voyages of Christopher Columbus. Irving, a master storyteller, wrote tales like Rip Van Winkle and The Legend of Sleepy Hollow. Astronomers and mathematicians knew that the Earth was round, however, by use of shadows and calculations. After 36 days at moving at a sluggish pace of only 100 miles a day, Columbus made landfall on August 3rd, 1492. He landed in what we know today as the Bahamas in the Caribbean. Columbus kept a detailed diary of what the voyage was like, the wildlife he encountered, the mood of his crew, and even worse, arguments for why the natives should be enslaved. Columbus wrote, They brought us parrots and balls of cotton and spears and many other things, which they exchanged for glass beads and hawk spells. They willingly traded everything they owned. They were well-built with good bodies and handsome features. They do not bear arms and do not know them, for I showed them a sword, and they took it by the edge and cut themselves out of ignorance. They have no iron. They would make a fine servant. With fifty men, we could subjugate them all to make them do whatever we want. Columbus spent months sailing from island to island, looking for what he wrote, pearls, precious stones, gold, silver, spices, and other objects and merchandise whatsoever. After finding very little of what he was looking for, he left several dozen men in the settlement in Hispaniola, present-day Hattai in the Dominican Republic, and set sail for Spain. After his first voyage, Columbus gifted the journal to Queen Isabella, and it has been lost ever since. About six months later, in September 1493, Columbus returned to the Hispaniola settlement and found it destroyed. He left his brothers Bartolomeo and Diego Columbus behind to rebuild along with part of his ship's crew and hundreds of enslaved indigenous people. He continued west in his search for gold and other goods. He now had enslaved a large number of indigenous people. Columbus sent about 500 slaves to Queen Isabella. When the queen received them, she was appalled. She believed that any people that Columbus discovered were Spanish subjects and not slaves. She quickly returned Columbus's gift. Columbus returned to Spain, and in May of 1498, he sailed to South America again. He went to Trin present-day Trinidad and South America before returning to the Hispaniola settlement. The colonists had staged a bloody revolt against the Columbus brothers. The conditions of the Hispaniola settlement were so bad, the Spanish had to send a new governor to take over. The colonists had decimated the indigenous population from 250,000 people to only a few hundred. 